Ollie, um, the Mark IV Ford Focus seems to be proving to be quite an interesting uh, uh, new development new development for Motorbase. Yeah, it's not been too bad, has it? It's been a bit of, a bit of an up and down start to everything, but um, no, but mostly uh, mostly positive. It's been uh, a very good decision to go to the new car, and um, yeah, it's performing on track quite well. Would you would you have gone any other route uh, with the car if it hadn't been the Ford Focus, or were you always going to stay with the Fords and the Focuses? Um, the, the biggest the biggest pull to the Ford brand is um, our engine development with Mount Tune. So we've been working with Mount Tune since two thousand and ten, end of two thousand and ten, start of two thousand and eleven. Um, and we've worked with them quite closely. David's got links with Mount Tune going back over 30 years, um, and they're local. Uh, we, we have a very, very good working relationship with them, and we've invested quite heavily with them um, with the EcoBoost engine that we run, and there's a, a lot of money involved in the installation package and the cooling package and the development that that's taken over the years. Uh, and because we run RML subframes like the rest of the grid, it's, a, it's effectively a, a single um, component. Everybody runs the same subframe. Our installation package could go straight from the old RS straight into the new ST. So it was something le- one thing less for us to A, pay for and B, develop, because we knew what we had was pretty good in the old RS. So that was the main draw toward the Ford uh, the regulations state that um, you can either run the engine that's suited to that car mm. or you can run the toker engine. Mm. Um, well, because we've invested in the Ford, we could only run a Ford-branded car. But the actual the actual subframe, the actual platform that you're working on with the, with the Mark IV, I mean, is that a similar or is it an upgrade from where you were as far as... Uh, it's a huge that's upgrade. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why the car is is so much better this year than, than than we were last year because what Ford have learned in 10 years effectively I mean the RS although the RS was relatively new that was pretty much the bolt-on panels um, it's it goes back to we first built that car in 2012 um, uh, as a shell and, and then it evolved from there and then um, but as a road car I think it was 2000 and end of 2008 as a road car that car came out so then move on 10 years the, the car industry and in particular ford have learned quite a lot and the new ford focus is is so much better as a starting point for us it's lighter it's stiffer it's more efficient aerodynamically um better cfg it's just everything everything ticks every box so so how long would that how long will that car stay within your sort of race program how many seasons would you do one two what would you do with it uh, who knows um the last one lasted eight years <laughs> i know it's, it's incredible we sort of yeah. said we really must get rid of this car now let's keep it for another yeah, yeah don't get me wrong we, it wasn't an eight-year-old chassis we were using i think we um in uh, last year we were using cars that were probably three years old was the oldest one Hmm. Um, so you, you do develop and you make new chassis. We made we made six of the of the old car, um, and we've made three of the new one. So. Well, I mean, you think back to Ford days. We had Mondeo, of course, was very much at the forefront, and of course, the the days when Dillon Andy Rouse was uh, running Fords and winning everything in the British Touring Car Championship. But I mean, is is there any other is there any other sort of is there any other car that's available in the Ford range you could use? I suppose there isn't, is there? Uh, not really. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Mondeo. My first job in British touring cars was with 
West Surrey Racing running the Mondeos uh, back in the um, in '98 with Mansell. Um, but uh, yeah, they've stopped doing the Mondeo now. So yeah, it's pretty much the focus is well suited to this championship. It's uh, it's the right size. Um, so yeah, it's ideal. Were you around in the Mondeo days? In the the latter part of the Mondeo days, yeah, '98. Um, right. So what were you doing before you came into the touring car program platform or whatever? Uh, before I went touring cars, I was working for a GT team as a as a gopher, as the boy. Right, okay. Yeah, went from uh, the dizzy heights of McLaren's to... Uh, and how, <laughs> and how, long, how long have you stuck it out with David Bartram and Motorboats then? Uh, I think it's my 11th year. Right, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it must be something right. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 don't appear, you don't appear to have aged that much, although you've probably been under a lot of stress. Well, you haven't seen me for a while, have you, because of COVID, so you, you might find I have. <laughs> What, grey hair and a beard now, have you got yeah, yeah, I'm trying to change the beard, but, uh, yeah, grey hairs are, are coming through thick and fast. Now then, I have to say, Silverstone, uh, there was two sides to the story at Silverstone. We obviously had Ollie Jackson winning his first ever touring car race, which was just fantastic for Ollie. But, of course, the other side, of course, there's the, the big accident that Rory had, which he walked away from. But, uh, clearly, there was a bit of a car in a bit of a mess that needed preparing for Croft. Where are we with that? Um, yeah, like you say, um, over the moon for Ollie. That was just fantastic. It's been, been. Uh, I think he's happy to say it's been a long time coming, but he's um, fully deserved that one. So yeah, that side of the garage was um, was ecstasy, and unfortunately the other side was um, licking its wounds with a, a rather crumpled mess of a of a car. Uh, the car did its job. It, it um, stood up extremely well at such a high speed and horrible accident. Uh, and like you say, Rory just got up and walked away um, with, with with virtually no no um, injury at all. So that was fantastic. Um, testament to the guys that at Motorbase and at Custom Cages that have have done the work to make it so strong as well as fast. Um, so yeah, where are we at with that? It's um, <laughs> Croft. Croft is looming, and the car doesn't look as, as if it's ready at the moment. Uh, we've got the car back here now from Customs. Um, and uh, we're working. Uh, we're, we're working hard to make the weekend. So hopefully you're going to be there. But otherwise, I mean, uh, wish you all the very best for that. But uh, thank you. Yeah, be a few late nights for the boys. That's for sure. Um, well, absolutely. I mean, I hope you're staying up late with them boys as well. Are you? You're not sort of going of home course. and having a sleep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put a I cardboard. Might help. I'm no, I thought making tea. <laughs> no, I thought maybe you put a cardboard cutout of yourself in the corner of the workshop. And they're that's always right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get some audio playing. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been a it's been an interesting journey with Motorbase for you. But I mean, uh, we've had a lot of success and a lot of disappointment. But one hopes that uh, you know, as you say, when you get a situation like that, it's amazing. I think the one thing that you have to say is that the factory, the actual roll cages in those cars, is exactly what it's intended to do. It's just the it's just the if you like the peripheral damage, which is the bigger problem, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just from our side. Um, we work very closely with custom cages, like I said. But equally, the people that have got to be commended for such a good chassis is the championship itself, because it's the championship regulations that dictate the tube size, all the dimensions involved in the roll cage and, and where they've got to go. Um, and that's been going, what, since 2011, I think, NGTC. And um, there have been some, some massive accidents in, in that time. And the the regulations really do um, really do help us build such a strong car. 
even down to the <clears throat> the, the seat regulations. They're all constantly improving. Um, we went to the latest seat regulations a couple of years ago. We used Corbeau with ours. Um, there was an um, introduction of the safety net this year, which is an FIA-approved thing. Mm. Um, const- the championship's constantly keeping up with with the um, the high standards of building strong, safe race cars. So, uh, yeah, they've got, a, got um, a lot of praise to be had as well. But presumably, you have if you've got Rory's car there, you have to put Rory's car back on the track. You can't. You haven't got a spare car to use. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of as well. Unfortunately, not. No, it's a bit early in this program for us to have built uh, to have built a spare one. When when we started, we started the program in November. That as in when, when I say started, that was when the decision was made to go down this route. So we had a very, very busy and short winter to design the car, uh, get it built and get it out running. I think we first ran on March 4th with one car. Um, We were one of the few people that, in a weird way, benefited slightly from the delayed start to the season because we we were looking at running. Our third car was going to be run in the old RS. Um, as it was, we'd got a fair way along with the shell, um, and um, we managed to get the car. I think we got it built for June, uh, early June. So it was always it was all quite late as it was anyway. So the chances of us getting a fourth shell um, built ready from a financial perspective, as much as time, um, was was something that we decided that um, we didn't really want to do or need to do. Uh, unfortunately, we were wrong, um, and it's um, yeah, we could have would have been quite nice to have had a spare shell sat here, <laughs> but uh, not to be. What about, Andy, what about Andy? What about What car is he driving? So Andy's in his car. That that took a fair whack at Silverstone as well. So um, we've we've had our own in-house fabrication department have been working all last week on on Andy's car. Uh, that came back over the weekend from the paint shop, and uh, so that that's being built as we speak um so yeah it wasn't just unfortunately for us it wasn't just one car that needed uh, a hefty rebuild it was it was andy's as well because that that hit the wall quite hard and unfortunately it was a concrete wall and not a tire barrier or a rectal barrier mm. so that 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 absorbed a fair amount of damage too so yeah it's all go here we don't do things by half <laughs> well look get your act together will you i mean come in the, you've been in the business long enough now just sort yourselves out will you <laughs> Yeah, you think. <laughs> you do know you do know the route to Croft, don't you, from where you are? Is that I right? So. Yeah, I should be able to do that blindfolded. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll be um, we'll be shooting up there on Thursday morning after shakedown. And, right. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where we're. Otherwise, yeah. you'll have, you'll have one of your team on on the grid, but hold just holding the body shell that's been repaired. <laughs> Nothing else, basically. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. It'll look good. Ollie, all the very best for the weekend at Croft. Thanks, Patrick. That was lovely.